Well, when I'm deciding what movie to watch, uh, here's here's what I ask myself. Uh, first question is, are there lasers? Second question, are there explosions? Third question, are there superpowers? Fourth question, does it involve time travel? Now, if I can answer yes to one or two of those, I'll probably go see that movie. And if I can answer yes to all four of those, man, I am not missing that thing. Think Avengers Endgame, right? right? Now, if the movie's a comedy, well, I might or might not go see it. But I'll be honest with you. When I'm with my family or when I'm with friends, when we start remembering movies that we love and start quoting lines and scenes, it's not usually the action movies that come up, is it? Right? It's not usually the dramas. It's the comedies. Uh, For example, when when I think about dating my wife, I have no idea what action movies we watched during that time. But you know what I do remember? I remember that we saw Meet the Parents. I remember that we saw Shanghai Noon. I remember that we saw Rush Hour 2, right? Those are the movies that come to mind. And the one movie that I think everybody <laughs> looks forward to every year, maybe not everybody, maybe it's just us, but Elf, right? And those are the lines that we quote to each other all year looking forward to the time when we can just sit on the couch and laugh and laugh in the Christmas season. There's something about comedy, isn't there? Right. Now, in this episode, I'm speaking with Dave Eberts. He's the director and founder of Well-Versed Comedy and also the host of the Gifts for Glory podcast. And we talk about what it is that makes comedy so life-giving, especially in regard to restoring shalom in the world. I'm Marcus Watson, and this is episode 57 of Spiritual Life and Leadership. Well, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm here with Dave Eberts uh, for today's conversation. Dave is the co-director of Crosspoint Church Children's Ministry. Uh, you're in Chicago, is that right? That's uh, the right. Chicago uh, suburbs. Uh, it's actually in Lockport. Chicago. So. Cool, yeah. And, okay, so, and uh, you're the director and founder of uh, Well-Versed Comedy. So, you just said something, but hello. <laughs> How are you doing, Dave? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for uh, bringing me on. Sorry, um, I always say Chicago just because that's where everybody knows. If you say Lockport, oh. they're, they're confused. Yeah. Like, where is that? And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the, uh, it's a suburb of Chicago. Right. It's basically yeah. we're in the shadow of the Sears Tower, so that pretty well covers it because the Sears Tower acts as like a sundial in, in Chicago. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah, it's like uh, if someone, I'm in San Diego, if someone said, I live in El Cajon, people would be like, where's El Cajon? But they just say San Diego, right? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so good. Okay, so uh, um, let's see. Let me uh, start with just a couple of kind of get-to-know-you questions. Um, uh, Dave, if your life was a book, what would its title be? Redemptive Laughter. Hmm. That's good. T- say more about that. Why Why is that? Well, one of the things that I uh, tell people when I share my testimony, I'm sure we'll get into more of that uh, later, is that I uh, used uh, comedy for a long time as a way to prevent people from knowing how I felt mm. uh, because I, I was battling depression. Mm-hmm. And I was using it as kind of a shield and also as a way to try to prevent other people from feeling what I was feeling. Mm. Uh, but now I use it uh, as opposed to hiding who I was. 
I am now using it to reveal who he is, mm. he being God. That's cool. That's great. Um, awesome. Redemptive laughter. I like it. Um, all right. Next question. Uh, what's something that you might very likely be wrong about? Um, well, uh, if you'd ask my wife, it'd be everything. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. The, the thing I, I'm pro- I might be most wrong about, uh, maybe the direction I'm heading in because huh. it, you know, it's, it's a struggle and yeah. there's always that question of, is, am I struggling because it's the test or am I struggling because I'm trying to force a door open that got right. closed? Yeah. Yeah, right. And that requires some discernment and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes surrender. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, good. And then uh, last question, what's the dumbest thing you've done that actually turned out pretty well? well uh, <laughs> when I won tickets to a concert okay. um, about uh, f- almost six years ago now, I took a chance and uh, this uh, lady I was talking to um, – I was actually talking to her to try to get her back together with my one of my good friends, uh, but he wasn't participating. And then I started getting feelings, so I said, "Hey, do you want to go to concert with me?" Uh-huh. She said, "Oh, I'm assuming the whole group is going, thinking that uh-huh. uh, my friend and his friends and the whole." I was like, "No, it just be you and me, and uh, maybe one other friend." And she goes, "Oh." So taking that chance <laughs> and asking her out uh-huh. uh, did pay off uh, because, as I joked earlier, I am married, and uh, she uh, was the one that uh, that went out uh, to the concert. And now you're and, out together forever, huh? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> very, very cool. Well, cool. Well, um, uh, today we're going to be talking about comedy um, as uh, you know, kind of uh, when I think of it in terms of the mission of God or in terms of what God wants to do in the world to restore healing and wholeness to the world. Um, and um, and you are a guy who does comedy. Why don't you just kind of tell us a little bit of your story and what led you into uh, doing comedy? All right. Very well. Uh, as I mentioned a minute ago, um, I did uh, have a long, long battle with depression and comedy mm. was always the thing that I used to uh, get value for myself because if uh-huh. I was making somebody laugh, I was improving their day and probably preventing them from feeling how I felt. And by giving them laughter, I was also validating my existence. Mm. Um, so, you know, performing, being in front of people and trying to give them some, some kind of distraction from the things of the earth. Yeah. You know, that was always uh, a mission of mine. It was mm. an unhealthy mission as I was battling the depression for a long time. Hmm. Uh, but then in uh, 2013, uh, the Lord really got a hold of me. I, I surrendered, and hmm. um, and I realized that performing and helping people is still a good calling. Hmm. It just it has a deeper purpose now, a deeper hmm. meaning in uh, using comedy to uplift people and use it as a platform for talking about the goodness of God, about the saving yeah. power of Jesus. Yeah. Um, sometimes in a performance, I don't get to actually share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't share the testimony, but I have confidence in the fact that by going in there and carrying the light of Christ with me, by carrying that love and joy, the fact that what we're doing is so different than what a lot of people do is enough to garner the interest that can open those doors for conversations yeah. and sure. and potentially pointing towards the Lord. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so how long have you been doing comedy now? Since 2013, you said? Is that right? About six years? Yeah, about six years uh, is when it's really been a pursuit. Uh, before that, before I moved from West Virginia, I was doing pro wrestling as uh, my entertainment outlet. Um, and that's where I got a lot of wow. my... You were a wrestler? Yes, I was. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. <laughs> and how long did you do that? I mean, I'm just really curious. How long did you do that? I did that for a little over eight years. I was... Um, okay. And it was not uh, me and the spandex that attracted my wife. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but and, uh, uh, and it's totally real, right? All of it is totally real? It's absolutely real. It uh, may be choreographed. <laughs> It's oh, kind of okay. like you don't you don't go to see Avengers uh-huh. and then you complain, oh Chris Pratt's really you know he's not really shooting somebody. You go for the entertainment, right? You right. Spend the disbelief, right? Totally. Um, yeah. Yep. And so wrestling is actually where most of my acting and improv training is coming from, because yeah, wrestling is basically a physical improv theater in the round. You have a scene mm, partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the audience that's giving you feedback throughout. Mm. And if you're having a really good match and the audience is really enjoying it, you keep it going. Yeah. If for whatever reason things aren't clicking, you'll go ahead and you'll end it soon so you don't kill the whole show. Interesting. And that's very similar to to improv. You go on an improv stage. You got a scene partner. You got an audience. Yeah. If the scene isn't going well, you protect the show and end this end the scene as, as quickly as possible. Mm. And then you just come back later. Yeah. Wow, and so there's a there has to be there's a connection uh, between you and your co-performer, so to speak, um, and there's a connection mm-hmm. between you and the audience, and there's it's it's almost like a, a dance or something, or like uh, everyone is uh, like this. I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to I'm thinking out loud here, but a connection of some mm-hmm. kind where you're feeding off of each other, and and then so so I'm going to get a little theological, and then the spirit is in there somewhere, right? <laughs> is that, I don't know. Would you say that's a possibility? Was that true? Would you say that? Um, With like wrestling, I, I don't know uh, about any uh, spiritual aspect. Because uh-huh. when I was wrestling, I was not in any active relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there is that connection, uh, like you're saying with like the dance partner and, and the chemistry. So there is mm-hmm. um, maybe not a, um, a, christ-centered spiritual connection but uh-huh. there's that human connection yeah yeah um but but with our comedy there's definitely that spiritual connection because we are always deep in prayer before shows and yeah and okay. we also rely on on god and the holy spirit to make sure that because it's improv and it's unscripted and we're humans we don't make yeah. that big mistake of saying the four-letter word or accidentally sure. taking it to a blue level. We, sure. We rely on God to protect us from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, okay. And so, so then you got into doing comedy and, uh, and, uh, part of doing comedy was, um, was, it, it was a part of you coming out of uh, a season of depression. Is that, uh, mm-hmm. that's what you said. How, how, how did that help? Like, uh, tell me more about how comedy, uh, helped bring you out of that. Sure. When I was, uh, I was literally at this tipping point and, um, I really was at this point where I could either give my life, uh, to the Lord or take my life. I was mm-hmm. wrestling with that, mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of 2012 and 2013. And I finally let him get a hold of me. I started reading Rick Warren's purpose driven life mm-hmm. and realized that my purpose, at least 
now, um, going back to that uh, question about what could I be most wrong about? Mm-hmm. Um, my purpose now is to perform and to entertain and mm-hmm. to lift people up through laughter, which is uh, just a natural gift that uh, that God's developed in me. Yeah. And so I left West Virginia and uh, started over completely here in the Chicagoland area. Uh, my sister offered her a couch, and I started with virtually nothing and. I have most of that left. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and so it was just knowing that I could, that God was going to allow me to redeem the scars caused by um, depression. You know, many of those are obviously self-inflicted because you, you take those, you make those decisions and you, you kind of let your mind simmer yeah. and you let yourself go down certain paths. Yeah. Uh, there is, you know, obviously you know, a chemical depression that happens in, in people. Sure. It is an actual physical illness. Yeah. But there's also a lot that, you know, as somebody speaking from my experience, there are a lot of choices I made that weren't healthy that led yeah. me down that path as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but God is, is redeeming all those and allowing me to help other people feel better, be distracted from, yeah. the burdens uh, of this life. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, well, and, uh, and I guess just as depression, there is a physical component to it. And, you know, let's be honest, God created us as physical beings. And a lot of what happens to us is a part of the way God created us, right? Some of the things mm-hmm. in the part of the brokenness of the world is that certain chemicals may not fire in, in the ways they should in our brains or in our bodies. And, uh, right, that can lead to depression. But at the same time, I think, uh, and I don't know the neurology of comedy, but there are certain chemicals that fire in our brains that can have a healing effect. Right? Do you know? I don't know if you know anything about this, but that's kind of my understanding. When you laugh, you know, there's that saying, "Laughter is the mm-hmm. best medicine." When you laugh, there is a healing component to that. Is that? Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. There, there is a, a lot of science out there that shows the benefit of, of laughter on a physical level, uh-huh. emotional level, it releases uh, endorphins and other healthy chemicals to relieve stress. Um, it uh, lowers your blood pressure. Just all mm. these different things are, are benefits. And it is so beneficial that there is no way you can deny that it's a gift from God to be able to laugh and feel the difference it makes. Yeah, And yeah. something that I don't, I've not seen the research or I can't back it up with any scientific research, but in my own experience, I've seen how laughter can become something that unites people. Mm. Uh, Because when you're in a room Mm. full of strangers, if you laugh with that group of strangers, suddenly you've admitted something about yourself. Uh, You've admitted a commonality with those people in the room. And after you've laughed with a group of people, you're no longer an outsider because yeah. you're part of the group that's laughing at the same thing. Right. And that's that's the power of laughter is it can break down walls. That's why so many great speakers use yeah. humor at the beginning hmm. because they suddenly unite everybody. Yeah. And everyone is now all on the same page. Yeah. And laughter also breaks down walls so they can receive the message. Yeah. So if, um, so if we're performing at a, uh, a youth event or, you know, some other event where there's a speaker coming after us, we go and our job is just to break down the walls, open the heart so that they can receive the messages coming after because yeah. laughter has that ability to just break down the walls. Yeah. I like that. Um, 
Uh, my my last episode was with a guy named Dan White Jr. who wrote a book called Love Over Fear, and he talks about healing mm-hmm. our polarized world. Uh, you know, our world is so polarized right now, um, politically, you know, racially, ethnically, whatever, um, all and religiously. But I love I love what you said about laughter unites us, and ha- oh, man, we need to laugh more, maybe. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how to do that except tell more jokes. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, I don't know, you know, but kind of, right? <laughs> Somehow. Uh, um, and, and you know, I was as you were talking about that, I was thinking about how, you know, when you experience something funny, it is one of those things that when you're with some friends or even people that were just casual acquaintances, um, you know, you're like, oh, remember when that happened, you know, that funny thing. And then you relive or you retell the story and it becomes part of a a, a communal story, right? It's our story. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Um, I went to see Brian Regan, uh, a com- you know, comedy comedian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About two months ago, maybe he was here in San Diego. Hilarious. I mean, and I love the guy because he's totally clean and just so funny. Um, but it was really interesting. The beginning, uh, well, okay. So first of all, uh, I'm a Presbyterian pastor and, um, I was with another, another pastor who's a good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, we were out together with our families and, um, and he said, Oh, look, there's uh, up ahead of us in line at the box office. There's that, you know, new pastor in the presbytery. And, um, uh, but we didn't get a chance to say hi. We just recognized her. And, um, Anyway, and so then uh, we got into the show, and then um, uh, and then the show started, and and um, someone uh, in the audience is you know just in the very beginning, hey, how's everybody doing? And someone just kind of kept going, woo, woo, and he's like, all right. And then after a while, <laughs> he started to get a little annoyed. He's like, hey, I'm not sure if you know how comedy works, but uh, maybe you need to step outside and cool down. And I, and I, I said to my friend, Kevin, I'm like, Hey, I, this has got to be part of the act. Right. Um, and then finally mm-hmm. he was like, all right, that's enough. Uh, sorry. Uh, can't do this. Uh, security. Can you please escort her out? You know? And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> Whoa. But, <laughs> um, but I was like, Oh, well, he knows what he's doing. He knows that this is not going to be a good experience. If, uh, this person who's prone to be a heckler, I imagine, you know, stays in the show anyway. So that was part of the, the audience's communal experience in addition to all the laughter, which drew everybody together. So then later on, I encountered this new pastor in our presbytery that I didn't know well yet. And I said, Hey, we saw you at Mm -hmm. the Brian Regan show. And she's like, Oh yeah, wasn't that a great show? And wasn't that a crazy beginning to the show? We're like, Oh yeah. And it was this instant connection, right? Even though that wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily a comedy part, it was still part of this comedy experience. Um, but it, and then, you know, and then we talked about some of the funny things he said and this and that, but it really did. It gave us an instant connection having been in this place where we laugh together. Um, I have never thought about that until you told me about that just now. So thank you for that. (laughs) Absolutely. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. And, uh, Proverbs 17, 22 talks about a, uh, a merry heart or a joyful heart, uh, some will uh, translate that as being talking about laughter. Mm. Um, it's like good medicine. And yeah. it, uh, it's the complete opposite of a broken spirit or, or a crushed spirit, as yeah. different translations say. So, yeah. yeah, laughter is a gift from God. Do you think there is, um, so, you know, uh, sometimes people will say, um, 
oh, you know, is, I'm a Christian comedian or I do Christian comedy or, or those kinds of things. Do you think that there's something inherently good about comedy, laughter, let's say humor, something inherently good, even, even if it doesn't include spirit, you know, explicit spirituality? I believe so. Um, yeah. Because with well-versed comedy, uh, doing improv, uh, we avoid doing biblical humor because mm. it's so easy to cross that line and you know become a heretic and lose oh. um, lose the what the reason that we're doing it. Right. So if it if it's clean and for me, I you know not to dive too deep into scripture, Philippians four eight, uh, uh-huh. where you know Paul is admonishing us to. Uh, think about whatever's true, noble, right, pure, lovely, whatever's admirable. Yep. But that kind of defines our comedy is we yeah. try to do things that are clean, uh, that are pure, uh, that yeah. just kind of point to the commonality and the things that make us human. Yeah. Uh, the silly things that make us uh, alike. Yeah. And because it's just so hard to do straight up spiritual biblical humor because you either yeah. run into the, um, the risk of, of heresy or you run into yeah. the risk of just being really corny and right. And, you know, here's the thing. God created it all. So yep. it's all it, at the root, uh, a spiritual thing. It's all at the yeah. root of a godly thing when it's yep. used in a way to honor him. That's right. That's right. I mean, I say that's right because I agree with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> not yes, you answered it correctly. Um, so um, uh, let me kind of ask, ask this. If, Okay, if we've been created in the image of God, and uh, what I kind of hear you saying, and and or you, I think you might agree with this. If if comedy then is an expression of the image of God in us, um, what qualities of God are being expressed when you do comedy? For us, um, the first is, is love and joy because we mm-hmm. love each other uh, that that we're performing together with. We love the audience because we're there for them um yeah you're doing christian comedy unless you're a huge name like a michael jr or um or brad stein or these other guys mm. it's not a lucrative business um yeah. it's not something that's gonna gonna uh, support us so you know there's that huge love factors in many ways sacrificial love because we do a lot of um fundraising and a lot of benefit shows and things mm, like that mm-hmm. so so the joy, the love is the first thing. And then also kind of changing our focus from the temporary things of this world, which weigh us down, which beat us up, which wear us out. And just be getting to a place of just relaxation and forgetting about those burdens for a few minutes. Yeah. Because if you're laughing, uh, Michael Jr., who I just mentioned, he gave a, an interview a while back, which has a beautiful quote. He says, laughter is the tangible evidence of hope. Hmm. And so if you get a room full of hope-filled people, yeah. suddenly it, it, it goes back to some of the stuff we were talking about before. Suddenly they're united. Some Suddenly their eyes have a different focus. Even yeah. if it's just for the 90 minutes they're in the theater, if we can change their focus for that little bit of time, then they've got that hope to carry with them. Even if they didn't get a gospel message, they yeah. still have that hope. And God can yeah. still minister through that. Yeah, that's that's great. Say that quote again. What is it again? Uh, Mike Junior said, uh, "Laughter is the tangible evidence of hope." The tangible evidence of hope. That's great. Um, 
that uh, I'll, I'll, reminds me of another, like my own experience of of that. Like, uh, but I didn't have the language for that. Um, a few years ago, I went through a really, really hard time uh, at my last church. Uh, ended up uh, ending very uh, painfully at that church. Mm. Uh, but for that whole last year, especially in the first three months, there were you know, false accusations and all kinds mm. of things. And, and I, uh, I was on sabbatical when it started. And so, you know, uh, on the one hand, it, it was good to have time to reflect and to pray a lot and, and that, but one of the things that I did that almost became a spiritual practice is that I would, uh, I would stay up until <laughs> not every night, but occasionally mm-hmm. stay up to like one or two in the morning and watch this show, uh, called impractical jokers. Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like Holy cow. And, and this was, it was, uh, that show was still pretty new to me that year. Um, this was about three or three or four years ago. Um, about four years ago now. Um, but man, I would just sit and watch and I'd be like, I just want to watch another one and laugh because everything else felt like it was just awful and terrible. But you know what it really did? It really did feed my soul and my spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, you know what, I never thought of it in terms of hope, but in a way what it did was it kept hope alive in me um, because I don't, I mean, I don't really even understand why, but just the laughter of it, uh, there was something good in the world again. It was just a really healing experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, have, have you, uh, uh, so you've experienced that in, in terms of you kind of coming through depression and comedy. Have, have you heard other stories? Have other people said, Hey, you know, this is how your comedy has been a blessing to me. Well, I've, I've seen it and uh, we mentioned it uh, before we started recording. One of the things that I've been blessed to do is I go to a, com- uh, a group called Salt and Light Coalition and mm-hmm. they basically have this uh, year-long program to help basically rehabilitate women who have escaped sex trafficking, who have survived mm-hmm. that lifestyle. And wow. just being able to go in and these women who and this may sound strong, but who've been through hell on earth. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And they're recovering, they're growing, they're um, getting job skills. But to see them have one hour a month where they can laugh like children again Mm. is beautiful. Um, I've had a couple of times where they'll, you know, one or two will come in and you just see that they're burdened again, that something is going on, whether it's a job situation, um, maybe it's, um, you know, finances, whatever it may be. They come in, you see the countenance, you see, you know, the stiff shoulders, the, the furrowed brow and you know, okay, this one's going to be a challenge. Five yeah, minutes in, yeah. you see the literal cracking as they start to laugh. You see the physical burden just crack and fall off. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing to watch. Mm. And it's such a blessing to be able to watch. That's and awesome. with improv, we're able to work on self-esteem, uh, helping them find their voice, helping them find their the value in their voice and in their thoughts. But if yeah. none of that happens and we just spend an hour of pure laughter, then, yeah. then I've done my job and I've, I've seen God use humor to make a difference. Uh, for yeah. Ladies. Yeah. That's great. Um, when I think about, you know, what God wants to do um, in the world, God wants to, I, I like to use the word shalom, um, which is, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a Hebrew word that means peace, right? But it means more than just absence of hostility. It's the, it's like a comprehensive state of well-being um, that touches every aspect of life. And so, uh, you know, when there is an inner lack of shalom, uh, as these women 
I'm sure experience uh, and outer, but but also there's a lot of brokenness if you've been through what they've been through. Right? There's a restoration of shalom through the laughter. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems to me. Um, so, like, uh, what, this is what was one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. Be, uh, just uh, as I think about comedy, um, right? That's I think what it does in my experience, anyway. And for me, you know, a few years ago, it was a restoration of shalom in in my life, even if just for the night. But it gave me enough to keep going. And mm-hmm. like what I hear you saying is that these women are experiencing, to use this language, uh, a restoration of shalom in their lives through the laughter. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you uh, do you see comedy or humor in the Bible anywhere? Just out of curiosity. One of the interesting perspectives I heard um, when I was moving from West Virginia up to the Chicago area, I listened to uh, Kay Warren's book, uh, Choose Joy. Hmm. And she had an interesting perspective on some of the things in the, in the scripture um, uh-huh. Jesus is saying it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get to heaven. Yeah. She said, what if, you know, Jesus was being, you know, humorous with that, you know, ma- telling yeah. it as a joke. Like it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, through the text, yeah. we don't really know if he was being funny to make a point or if he was strictly serious. Yeah. But for me, I also think about, you've got 13 guys who are, kind of roughnecks uh, many of them Mm -hmm. you can't travel the countryside for three years and develop the deep adoration and love that they had for each other without there being those moments of humor um i could just imagine you know a couple of the guys teasing peter oh lord help me i'm drowning you know yeah yeah right right and then he's like well at least i stepped out of the boat (laughs) right (laughs) right I, I remember uh, in this old uh, TV miniseries, Jesus of Nazareth, like uh, from the 70s. And uh, when I was a kid, it would be on TV and I would watch it sometimes. There's this one scene, the one where Jesus asks asks them, who do you say that I am? Um, but they're, they've kind of just, the disciples have come back together and they're like laughing, sitting around the fire laughing. Oh, so-and-so thinks Jesus is this. And some, so-and-so, oh, I ran into people who think that Jesus is this, you know, uh, telling all these funny stories and laughing. And I was like, oh, I like, I like that. You know, I think Jesus was a little too serious in that movie. Um, but you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like, uh, you talk about, uh, the eye of the needle. The other, the other one that comes to mind for me is like the log in the eye. Like it's just an absurd image, right? He uses, mm-hmm. it's almost like sometimes Jesus uses absurdity to make a point. Yeah. You can have a splinter in your eye, but it's physically impossible to have a log stuck in your eye. Um, and yet, right. right. He uses that absurd, absurd image to make the point that he's making about judging others. Um, anyway, um, yeah. Is there anything else? Like, is there a question maybe that uh, you wish I would have asked or would, uh, you know, and would love to answer, uh, before we finish? One of the things that uh, I've done, um, or I've, I've seen God open the door to do since, uh, starting the comedy is, uh, we started something called pure fest. We just to finish up our second mm-hmm. year and okay. there are, there are more people like me than you may know that you would uh, Mm. expect that believe in the power of humor, the power of performing on stage to, um, to share the love of Christ, to share the, um, the joy uh, that God offers. So for the last two years, we've had improv and drama ministry and, 
and uh, sketch teams come out to uh, uh, Chicagoland area to uh, mm. perform and just have a festival where we have an all-day event of different teams performing and sharing in that uh, love and joy and uh, cool. using it hopefully as an outreach to let people know that following Christ isn't about a bunch of thou shalt nots. There's yeah. relationship, there's fun, there's joy. Uh, there's yeah. also things that may be challenging because some of our uh, the skits that have been presented have not been comedy, but they've been challenging. Hmm. Interesting. And so it's it's just the power of theater. So if I can leave with one thing, that would be that is uh, encourage mm. everybody that if you have an interest in drama, if you know somebody that does that is using mm. drama or improv or comedy as a way to to bring people to Christ, I would hope that they would uh, be interested in checking out Pure Fest. Uh, we're definitely going to do it next year. Uh, we've already got that. 2020 vision <laughs> nice <laughs> this is the most underused uh vision statement ever right <laughs> oh get ready it's gonna it's gonna come right <laughs> you have that meme from uh what is it uh game of thrones where he's like prepare yourselves 2020 jokes are coming oh yeah right <laughs> that's good i like that oh that's funny well, cool. Okay, so uh, Pure Fest next year. And what, what, when is it again? Did you say roughly? Do you have uh, it on it the calendar? The, right now, uh, it's tentatively scheduled the last weekend of September. September. Okay, so almost a year uh, to mm-hmm. to prepare for that. That's great. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Dave, uh, for uh, you know what you do um, and the healing that you bring into people's lives and into the world through the comedy that you do. Um, if uh, if someone wants to connect with you or find you, uh, where can they go uh, online or wherever? Okay, uh, the easiest way is uh, giftsforglory dot uh, com. Gifts the number four glory dot com. And that'll okay. connect you to all the different things we're part of, uh, Pure Fest, Wolver's Comedy, um, my podcast. And also, I have an email that uh, goes directly to my phone. So if there's anybody that happens to pick this up and they're wrestling with the same thing I did with depression, mm. uh, with thoughts of uh, suicide, and you need mm. somebody to talk to, my email is dave at giftsforglory.com. Uh, that's okay. gifts, the number four, glory. And anybody that's struggling that needs somebody to talk to, whether it's 2 a.m., 3 a.m., my phone will buzz, and I'll, I'll check my email. And if you need to talk, I'm there. Um, because awesome. You know, one thing I want to make sure I do is continue to reach out to people that, that maybe were where I was but don't know who to talk to. Yeah. Um, I want to be that safe person that uh, understands that's not going to – there's no judgment and no two yeah. depressions are the same. So mm. what I went through is not what somebody else is going to go through. Uh, so I'm not going to yeah. throw a scripture at you. I'm not going to sit there and try to, you know, whatever. I just want to be a voice yeah. and somebody that you can uh, sound. Yeah. Awesome. So that what, awesome. So that email is always available, and I will always keep that uh, directly to my phone. So anybody that needs okay. it, it's there. Awesome. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, uh, thanks so much for uh, talking with me today. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, for what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. It, it's been a blast. I, I truly appreciate the opportunity. I love getting to be able to tell God's story and how he's redeemed the different things that I've been through. Well, the reason that I wanted to do this episode is because I think that there are areas of life that we tend to think of as unspiritual, right? Not necessarily sinful, just 
unspiritual. And I think that comedy is one of those areas, right? We, we largely are unaware of the shalom, the healing, and the wholeness that God brings into the world through such seemingly ordinary gifts as comedy, right? But comedy is a gift from God. It is inherently good. And I know there can be such things as inappropriate comedy, but laughter, humor, uh, making people, uh, giving people joy through laughter, there is inherent goodness in that. And so the next time that you laugh a good, hearty belly laugh, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Well, as Dave mentioned, if you'd like to connect with him, you can find him at giftsforglory.com. That's gifts, the number four, glory.com. And you can also email him at dave at giftsforglory.com. Again, uh, with the number four in there. And let me just say that, uh, man, how awesome for him to make himself so available to those who are hurting. And so uh, if you do need to talk to someone, then I encourage you uh, to uh, send Dave an email. Uh, And if you'd like to connect with me, you can check out my website uh, at marcuswatson.com. That's Marcus with a K. And let me just say that uh, I've been working with my brother, who is the website expert in our family, on getting the website updated. Uh, In fact, we're going to be getting online tonight to work on it for a bit. Uh, And let me just say, check out enthusiastinc.com. Did I get that right? Enthusiastinc.com inc.com and they do great websites in case that's something i'm not getting paid for this this is just my bro's uh business his company that uh, has been doing this for 20 years um anyway you can uh, check that out uh and check out my website marcuswatson.com and you can email me if you'd like to marcus at marcuswatson.com well thanks so much for being here and i will see you next time here on spiritual life and leadership 